Well, Iowa has got their announcement where they're heading for the NCAA tournament. Hawkeyes get Auburn in the first round, and old friend Bruce Pearl. We'll break things down, take a look at the bracket, and can the Hawkeyes actually have a, month, a run in them all today here on vacation? Locked on Hawkeyes. You are locked on Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome in. I'm Trent Condon, and this is the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, coming to you live from Disney at the Kids Ed uh, Magic Kingdom here earlier today. We are a little bit weary-eyed. I got everything soundproofed, uh, at least the doorway, and the kids are sleeping here this evening, but want to get you an instant reaction. Hawkeyes podcast after Iowa uh, gets their announcement where they're going to be in the NCAA tournament. We got some thoughts for you there. Also, a quick look at the women's bracket as Iowa does not get the number one seed for the first time since the early 90s. Uh, they are the number two seed in one of the uh, two Seattle regions that are out there. We'll explain a little bit more and get into that, but obviously big reaction with the big bracket here. A big thank you to uh, everybody for joining us here on Lockdown Hawkeyes, and thanks for making Lockdown Hawkeyes your first listen every single day. Uh, this is what I'd love to do for you guys out there. I know it's a little bit wonky. You know, we're working on the phone here, uh, doing it remotely, but want to get this out there for you. Always appreciate you. Hey, hit that subscribe button while you can. We'll, we'll have things a little bit more normal when we get back on Wednesday, and we'll get a full preview of things when we uh, do that. But always helps us get in front of more Hawkeye fans as we get to the NCAA tournament coming up on Thursday. And uh, hit that subscribe button for the YouTube people out there. Five-star reviews, that's what we're looking for on the podcast side of things. Helps us get in front of more Hawkeye fans. So, yeah, I'm sitting here today. I, I got one of the kids' tablets. That's where I'm looking at the brackets. We, we're uh, recording things on my phone. But we're out here. And, you know, initial thoughts, not real disappointed about the draw. I, there definitely could have been more difficult paths for this Iowa team if they're going to make a run. Look, we knew after what happened last Sunday against Nebraska and then what happened against Ohio State in the first round of the Big Ten tournament, you know, we knew the path for Iowa. It wasn't going to be set up easy. You know, Iowa had that path last year. A year ago, they got one of the worst 12 seeds in recent history, in my mind, in Richmond, and they crapped the bed there. And even with that, even if they would have won that game, they got a Richmond team, excuse me, a Providence team that analytics absolutely hated. I, I really like Ed Cooley. I think he's an excellent coach. But that, that was a team that analytics definitely disagreed with the win-loss record that they had, and they seemingly won every single close game all throughout the course of the season. A year ago, it was custom-made to make a run there. And there are people, you know, people that really know basketball that thought that Iowa had a chance, the way they're playing in that Big Ten tournament a year ago, to upend Kansas. We know Kansas went on to win the national championship, and people thought that highly, and it, it all came crashing down. After that last year, that excitement, that buildup, if you've been listening to me for a while, you know I'm not an optimistic Hawkeye fan, just not the way that I'm built. I more, more times than not take the pessimistic side. Now, I, I liked Iowa's chances going into the Ohio State game. Now, luckily, you can live bet things like that over on FanDuel, and you can go out the other side and be able to get yourself a profit when you see it's not going very well, and that's something that I did uh, last week through the Big Ten Tournament, but I'm not an optimistic guy as it pertains to my teams. In, in real life, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I'm optimistic. I have positive attitudes about a lot of things, but sports, 
more so sports teams that I root for. It's tough to do. I thought they were going to go out and bludgeon in Ohio State. I think they got a chance here. Not a great chance. Let, let's slow down here. What are we talking about? Get to the Sweet 16. That's, that's ultimately all the goal is anymore for Iowa basketball. Is it simple? Is it simplistic? Should there be more? We've talked about it a ton. I think so, but it's the reality. Look at the other paths that they possibly could have taken to get there. Again, stuck in the 8-9 game. Let, let's start with where Maryland has to go. They get West Virginia in the first round. Look, do you want to play that West Virginia team? First of all, great coach in Huggins. A ton of success in the NCAA tournament. A lot more success, certainly, than what we have for Ray McCaffrey. Because he got that component. West Virginia team, it's going to pressure you. They're going to hold you. They're going to be up and down the floor. And then you also have the angle of the old player going up against his old team, right, when Joe Toussaint. I, I don't think that would have been good. And even if Iowa would have got that, who would have been waiting also in Birmingham, Alabama? Mm, not so much. Not, not a likely path there. But Brandon Miller against our team, we're not feeling very good about that. Okay. Here's another possibility that could have been there. And this was something that was mocked a lot, that we saw a ton of, and it was Iowa to be in the same 8-9 region as the Kansas Jayhawks. I know Kansas lost three, uh, two of their last four, got beat both times by Texas. Still, Kansas, is that the team that you want to have to upset to get your first Sweet 16 in 24 years? I don't think so. We've seen the Jayhawks flex their muscle too much. Now, that's not to say that Houston is great. Now, that's who Illinois got. But then you got to play Arkansas. You know, Arkansas, Musselman, say what you want about him, and, and he's a goofy guy. But he's had success in the NCAA tournament. He did it in Nevada, got them one to an Elite Eight. Won games there, won multiple games, and got to the second weekend in the NCAA tournament. He's doing the same thing at Arkansas. He's got a couple of Elite Eights already. And he added, speaking of Iowa's long run, they had an incredibly long run without a Sweet 16. He was the guy that finally got them over the hump. So, no, that, I don't think those are paths that would have been a whole lot better for Iowa. And the Purdue one, it would have been a possibility because Iowa only played Purdue one time in the regular season this year. And with the sheer volume of Big Ten teams, that could have been a possibility. But you had Memphis and, and uh, Florida Atlantic there. No thanks. <laughs> Wouldn't want to see either of those teams in the first round. I, I think the draw is good. I, th I think it's fine. So we're going to talk about that draw a little bit deeper. We're going to take a look at this Auburn team. Think of some of the Auburn teams, certainly in the past. They've had a Final Four recently. Bruce Pearl's done an incredible job. Storyline, we'll talk about that more as the week goes on. But a breakdown just of some of the numbers, how this matchup is going to be. That's as we continue here from Disney. We're in the uh, Lion King Resort. What do you think of that? There's a zoom over my shoulder. Unbelievable. Family vacation, right, on spring break. The things we do for our kids. We come back with more here in a moment. This is the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. As always, thanks for making Lockdown Hawkeyes your first listen every single day. Well, right now we got something a little different for you with our friends over at Built. It's Built March Madness. It's here. And we know you have a favorite bar or puff with Built. Now it's your time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. You know, I'm going to be voting for... The brownie batter. That's where it is. The brownie batter puff. That is my absolute favorite. Every time I get a new box, I get excited there. And if you want the Hawkeyes to win, you're going to be voting for that bar as well. That's right. Support your team. Support 
Laughter Bar or Puff. When you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you'll be entered into a drawing that lucky 50 lucky lockdown listeners are going to get a free box of built how about that free box 50 different listeners out there not only that one lockdown fan is going to win a 12 month subscription to built to have the best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to their door you got to try built built the best protein bar ever seriously they're so amazing don't even think they're good for you and what makes them so good well we talk about it all the time high in protein low in sugar and covered in 100 real chocolate that's right real chocolate go right now builtmarchmadness.com different website now builtmarchmadness.com and vote for your favorite bar or puff and you can pick up a box while you're there you can also vote every day in march so hop in and support your pick You'll thank me with a built bar. All right, Trent, kind of back with you again here on Lockdown Hawkeyes. As always, thanks for making Lockdown Hawkeyes your first listen every day. Hit the subscribe button. We're hanging out. We're talking hoops here on vacation, having a good time with it. Anytime we have an excuse to talk a little Hawkeyes, I'm certainly going to do that. So we hop back on the kid's iPad here as we're working dirty and having some fun. All right, so let's get back into it. All right, and oh, messed up the... Kids go. There we go. All right. So we have the bracket up. That's all well and good. Where do we want to go next? Oh, yeah. Going to take a look at this Auburn team. Here's three things that completely jumped off the page to me. All right. You think Auburn. All right. They're going to be more athletic than us. You think of some of the matchups that has been a problem with in the past, and your mind starts racing there. Okay. Get it, right? Absolutely. Makes a whole lot of sense. Absolutely. So, all right. That's what we got. Auburn this year, offensively, top 50, not great. Defensively, top 30, pretty good. But there's this, this part of the game at Ken Pomeroy. It's called four factors. And in his analytical mind and what he does and what his basically numbers produce year after year, he has four things that he believes are the difference maker between teams that win and teams that don't. Now, these four aspects are the most important out of all the numbers and all the derivatives that you put in. These are the four most important ones. And what he comes up with is effective field goal percentage, turnover percentage, offensive rebound percentage, and field goals attempted versus field goals attempted. So that's what it is. And here's the thing. There are a couple of things that... Iowa defensively really struggles with. Well, most everything Iowa really struggles with these things defensively, right? But when you look at the way that it matches up with this Auburn team, Auburn normally doesn't take advantage of it. Iowa, terrible three-point defense this year. Hawkeyes, 316th in the country in three-point percentage defense. Well, Auburn only shoots it at 31%. A few others. Just overall. Shooting percentage defense. I was one of the worst of the country. Well, Auburn doesn't shoot it very well. Another one of those factors, effective field goal percentage. One of the four factors we talked about. Iowa 308. But Auburn offensively is only 224th. And all of a sudden you're like, boy, this works out pretty well. And then the things that Auburn struggles with on the other side, on the defensive side, Iowa's been really good at. So Auburn gives up a huge percentage of offensive rebounds. Iowa was second in the Big Ten this year in offensive rebounding. 
I mean, it, it, it's setting up here where I don't know why I was a dog. I don't know, I'm not supposed to be optimistic sometimes, but boy, I, I like this matchup. Field goals attempted against field goals made. Iowa, decent, above average in that category. Auburn's terrible. On and on and on. Yes, very easily this thing could get out of hand. And if Auburn's allowed to play a certain style, it'll happen. But, you know, we've had these conversations before, and Iowa's been fine. We talked about it two times against Rutgers. We talked about it going into the Indiana game. It, it absolutely still can happen. And then you get Houston, a Houston team that played without Sasser. He went through warm-ups, but even if he goes this weekend, how right is he going to be? It's going to be in Birmingham. We've already heard in the first round that the Alabama fans are going to be in attendance. They're going to be rooting for the Hawkeyes. A 5.50 start on Thursday. Let's go. Let's be optimistic. I like to look at things analytically, not just a feel thing. Take a look at things analytically and get excited. And I think there's a real chance. There's a real chance that Iowa is going to have an opportunity to punch their ticket and get into the second weekend. They will play at 550 on Thursday. Not only do they play at 550 on Thursday, so you get that opening round, kind of pop of circumstance. You know, I was talking about this the other day, a real chance of, of having a good crowd there. I think that's going to be really cool uh, of the people, not just that are there supported, but just you know, people in general that are able to watch the team. And that's going to be really cool. And the TV broadcaster, if you missed it, ooh, this is a big one. We'll talk about that group. And uh, Iowa getting a very good team for their first round matchup against Auburn. And a quick look at the women's bracket. We come back here one final time. This is a Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Try got it back with you one final time here on Locked On Hawkeyes. Well, the midway point of the NBA season is here. And the perfect time to download DraftKings Sportsbook is right now. FanDuel doing a great job as always. FanDuel giving you this. How about this? New customers. You get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 with FanDuel. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app right now. It's safe, secure, and it's super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to points scored. Three-pointers drain put together all kinds of different deep props. They have exclusive bets in the NBA, like two for three, two three-pointers in the first three minutes. Plus, FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with their same game parlays. So don't miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Again, FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Trying kind of back with you here on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. Thanks for making Lockdown Hawkeyes your first listen every single day. Hey, grab your back bracket right now and go listen to the Lockdown College Basketball Bracket Breakdown with national analysis and insights from our local experts. The Lockdown College Basketball Bracket Breakdown has everything you need to make the most informed decisions on your bracket. Find the episode on Lockdown College Basketball wherever you get podcasts. Also, you can find it on YouTube. As we wrap things up here, uh, again, from vacation, that's where we're hanging out. Uh, one final thing, Jim Nance. Yeah, they'll be on the call along with Grant Hill and Raft. How great is that? Tracy Wilson on the sidelines. So they get the A-team uh, there. No surprise because Houston's also going to be in the same region. Jim Nance, 
Houston grad, played played golf there way back in the day, and uh, he'll be tracking his team, I think, as long as they go. I'm sure he probably put that one maybe in the contract or maybe called in a favor or two, trying to make that happen in his last go-around uh, calling the NCAA tournament. So wrapping things up here on the women's side. We will talk more about the men's draw. How about in the Midwest? Do if they if they do pull the the shocker and they get to the second weekend to being in Kansas City, whoo, doggy, Sweet Sixteen. There you got Kansas being shipped off to Vegas. Uh, there's Big Twelve people that are all upset about it. Look, you lost two of the last four games. You got bludgeoned by Texas twice. So you can't be an overall number one seed, right? Can you? I don't think so. It's got to go somewhere else, and you know. Kansas's woes is somebody else's prize. So we've uh, we've talked about that. So the women draw here. I told you last week that I didn't think ultimately Iowa was going to get a number one seed. And I kept coming back to what we saw in that loss to Kansas State. It was just it's not an awful loss. It's not a bad loss, as it's characterized in terms of you know quad one, quad two, those kind of things. It, it, that's not what it is. It was just in comparison to the teams that you're talking about, those, those upper level teams. It just it's a whole lot different what they have in their resume compared to everybody else that is out there. So Iowa ends up being what proves to be the highest ranked number two seed. It's not a bad thing. I mean, it, the difference between a one, a, a sixteen, and a fifteen in the first round is negligible. There isn't a whole lot there. The other part is just the draw that they got overall, excuse me. So Stanford, Stanford team that didn't play their best basketball at the end of the season, a team that overall is not a team that I think intimidates, not the right word. I I can't come up with the right word, but just it has that a toughness component that can make it a little bit different. And I, I, I think that matchup, if we get there in Elite Eight, it's a winnable matchup. But got to get there first. And, and that obviously starts after you get past the opening round against Southeast Louisiana in the 7-10 game. game. And Georgia, a long, long-storied history of college basketball. They have the second most NCAA tournament appearances all time, Georgia. I mean, that, that's a program that has done really good. They've made Final Fours. It's been a long time. I get that. But still, that's a proud program there. Got some pretty good teams. And then Florida State, who's a program that continues to uh, evolve up and push their way forward. So you get them in the round of 32. And then it's going to be likely Duke in the Sweet 16. Duke, another strong program, a program that has completely turned around the last 15, 20 years from what they once were in women's basketball. With Stanford more than likely waiting on the top there, but Texas is a really talented team. Louisville, I, I think we've seen them in the past have some really successful teams too. So this region overall, it, it is not a pushover, though even with the number two seed, eh, maybe get no, not going to be the case here. And even if we don't see a one-two matchup and Iowa does get that elite eight, don't think for a second that if they're playing the four or five seed in this region, that's going to be just some easy kind of thing. That is not going to be the case in that one. Even Southeast Louisiana, they won 10 of their last 11 uh, going in to the NCAA tournament. So a quick look there at the women's side of things as well. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me here today. 
on Locked On Hawkeyes. Uh, long day at Magic Kingdom. If you saw, uh, check out over on Twitter and Locked On Hawkeyes. You can see me uh, outside the park right as we were wrapping up here tonight. Did a little Locked On Now, the one-minute uh, snippets that we do after all the big events and after Selection Sunday. Had to throw that out there. And uh, you can laugh at me. You can probably laugh at my, my shirt, too. I'm, I'm wearing, yeah, the the vacation in Kauai and boy, I'm getting old. You know, you saw me on Friday night as I was wrapping things up from calling the uh, 4A basketball tournament on radio. And you got to see me all dressed up, looking snazzy. And I had some people in the comments saying, boy, I didn't realize your hair is actually that great because you're usually wearing a hat. I didn't know you could actually wear a tie. I did. Well, now we got vacation TC with you. Ooh, look at that shirt. Thanks, hideous. All right. I need to get to bed. I need to make sure the kids are out there sleeping and I'm not bothering them anymore. We will be back with you, though, for sure on Wednesday. Maybe one more episode before we get that, but I will be back in town on Wednesday. We will get that for you, a full breakdown of everything before Thursday's matchup, instant reaction podcast after the Iowa game against Auburn. Win, lose, we will have you covered with that one. And then hopefully into the weekend, an opportunity to get it done against the number one seed, Houston, in the round of Thursday. 32. Let's keep the season going. Let's have a great start for the Iowa women. Tons going on. Of course, we got NCAA wrestling right around the corner. Iowa gets a win against uh, a ranked win against Texas Tech, though the Red Raiders take two out of three. Iowa battled back and got the win against Sunday. That was huge for them. Tons going on. Always, we got you covered here. Your team every day with the Locked On Network and the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast. Talk to you again tomorrow. Go Hawks.